y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 13, called The Slice Girls. So, okay, I always think of the Spice Girls when I hear this, and I always expect it to be, like, some sort of weird, like, singing group involved in this episode, and there never is. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) My expectations are just, yeah, it's just, yeah. mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really match. The title doesn't match what's going on in the episode. No. So... I mean, kind of. I guess there's yeah. some girls who are slicing, but like. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. The title doesn't work for me. It sounds yeah. like it's going to be kind of like a humorous episode, too, because of it. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. No. Yeah. You would think, but. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, well, we start out in a man's house. The man is working on his computer when an intruder appears. We can only see this person from the legs down, and they're wearing black boots. The man looks behind him and says, Barb, is that you? He gets no response, so he goes back to work. Um, We see the intruder holding a knife. The man gets up to close an open window. He sits back down, and the intruder grabs him from behind and flings him into a framed picture on the wall. The intruder stabs the man, and blood splatters onto his face. The man screams as the intruder works on him. Then they rip his shirt open and carve a symbol into his chest. We see that the man is dead, and his hands and feet have been cut off. Disgusting. That surprised me. It did, too. Okay, can I just say, I didn't remember, like, any of this episode. Yeah, I remember remember the girl from the Vampire Diaries. Which one? The girl that Dean boffs. She was from Vampire Diaries? Yeah, I think her name is Jenna, and she's Elena's, like, older sister or something. Oh, Aunt Jenna. Aunt Jenna. Aunt. Okay. Is that that same person? It totally is. Huh. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched Vampire Diaries, so. Yeah. I mean, but I, like, binged it all at once. It was bad. I, like, totally went all, like. Ugh, I didn't like it. It was super melodramatic, but it was one yeah. of those that was kind of like, okay, but, like, because it was so over the top, I'm like, I gotta see what crazy nonsense they come up with next, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I was just, like, so <laughs> bored with Elena. Like, so bored. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't, like, one of the reasons that I watched the show. Yeah. (laughs) It was more of, like, everybody else around her. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And then once, I mean, because I watched Vampire Diaries, but then I also watched, like, the originals, and, you know, I have, I don't think I'm caught up on legacies at all, but still, you know, like, it was kind of one of those, like, she was, you know, just, I mean, she was the main character, but she wasn't the reason why I was watching it, you know? Like, there's too much other interesting stuff happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So... And I hated Bonnie. Like, I think we've t- already talked about this. I don't remember. On the podcast. But Bonnie just annoyed the fuck out of me. I don't so. remember. Yeah. I, I didn't mind her. All the girls kind of drove me nuts in that one. Yeah. They weren't. Yeah. Uh, it was just. Yeah. 
it was everybody, like, all of the, well, I shouldn't say all the girls, but the three main girls kind of didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get it. But the rest of it was okay. But yeah. it was still super melodramatic. But it was just one of those, it was like a train wreck. You just, like, can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I get it. Okay, so we got our opening title sequence. Then we cut to the boys driving. It's nighttime. And Sammy is driving this time. Is Sam driving? Yeah. I don't think I wrote that. I no, I did. <laughs> I did. Dean is asleep in the passenger seat and Sam is driving. Which, like, almost never happens. I know. So Dean wakes up and Sam says, good morning. Dean says, hey. Dean takes a flask out of his jacket, shakes it, and opens the lid. Sam says, is that Bobby's? <laughs> Dean takes a drink. Sam says, I didn't know you kept that. Dean said, yeah, mine sprung a leak. Sam says, you know, most people would just carry a photo or something for a memento. (laughs) Dean says, shut up, man. I'm honoring the guy, all right? (laughs) This is a grief therapy, kind of like you and your wild goose chase. Sam (laughs) says, wild goose chase? Dean says, yeah. Sam says, four guys murdered in two weeks, hands and feet cut off. Dean says, yeah, well, some guy with a foot fetish run amok. Yuck. (laughs) Sam says, grown men thrown so hard they went through walls. Did you even read the article? Sam shoves a newspaper at Dean. Dean says, no, I was napping. (laughs) Sam says, well, anyways, what else do you have going on? Dick Roman's a dead end for now, and you might as well. Dean says, stay busy. Sam says, exactly. Dean says, yeah. So we cut to a morgue. A forensics officer wheels the man from the beginning of the episode out of a locker. Sam and Dean are wearing their FBI suits. Uh, All three of them lean over the body. The forensics officer says, the latest, but probably not the last. You guys always work this late? Dean says, ugh, hours suck, but a great benefits package. (laughs) The forensics officer says, oh yeah? Dean says, yeah, 10% copay on all drugs. The forensics officer says, seriously? (laughs) Dean smiles and nods. The forensics officer says, oh, but just generic, right? Dean says, no, no, name brands are cool. (laughs) The forensics officer says, oh. He's like, ooh, pills. (laughs) Dean says, yeah. (laughs) Sam clears his throat and says, so, what's our boy here away? The forensics officer says, uh, a buck 90, thrown against the wall so hard it buckled. Based on the blood flow at the crime scene, the hands and feet were cut off while he was still alive, just like the others. The killer wanted him to suffer. Dean says, and all the Vicks are male, right? With the same kind of uh, artwork as this? The forensics officer says, yeah, identical. Sam takes a picture of the symbol carved into the man's chest on his phone. Sam says, so, any DNA left at any of the scenes? The forensics officer says, all of them. One before this, the guy bit the attacker, still had a chunk of flesh in his teeth when he came in. That's about as good as it gets. Dean says, right. Sam says, so, we have a match? The forensics officer says, we do not. And then the officer hits the button on a computer and a window that says sample rejected, no known genetic markers shows up on the screen. The forensics officer says the samples were rejected. The genetic markers don't match anything we've ever seen. And he doesn't look that concerned about it. No, he's just like, he's what just like, oh, yeah, by the way, this doesn't match anything. Yeah. So this is great. He's not curious. <laughs> he's just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I'm ready to write this one off. It's just kind of like. How would that not freak you out a little bit? Yeah. You know? I'd at least be excited. I know. I'd be like, <laughs> there's something happening here. I don't know what it is, but there is something happening. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, didn't match any person in the database? The officer says, no, I mean, they don't match anything human. Dean says, hmm. Sam and Dean walk towards the exit doors of the building, which say Seattle Police Forensics. Hey. 
I know they're in Seattle. Yay. I'm so excited. Is this the only episode that they're in Seattle for? Uh, yeah, there. There's another episode when they're in like concrete. Yeah, that already happened though, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is the first and only Seattle one. I know, and it's like barely even shows. Yeah. Anything. It's know. like this is the only line right here. I know, and like it. they don't even stay in in Seattle for the whole episode. Don't they? Because I thought they went to like. Portland or something, because they was like, oh, I'm gonna go get some, like, you know, coffee, and he's like, that's Seattle, not here. I don't know if that's this episode or not. Oh. I don't know. We just did, like, five episodes of notes, so. Eh, they're all they're It's all not really together. giving anything away. Yeah. It's all just an area that they're in. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought it was this one. It might be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, we'll find so out. <laughs> Dean says, uh, I'll admit it could have been I'll admit it could be in the general vicinity. Um, that didn't make any sense, but that's fine. Oh, Dean says, of the ballpark, of our kind of thing. <laughs> they leave the building. Sam says, yeah, uh, didn't match anything human. Usually seals the deal for me. I don't know. I've never seen this symbol before. Uh, let's get a bite to eat, go back to the motel, and haul out the laptop. Dean says, that's a great idea. Actually, that's a brilliant idea. Here's my counter. You do that. I'll go undercover, go mingle amongst the locals, and see uh, what kind of clues bubble to the surface. Sam says, you're going to a bar. Dean says, wow, if you want to oversimplify it. Whatever, Sam. (laughs) Dean walks away. So we cut to the Cobalt Room bar. Dean and a woman, um, who I'm just going to refer to as Aunt Jenna, (laughs) are sitting at a table. Aunt Jenna says, uh, dinner and a movie, which sounded fine, except the movie was Human Centipede. I'd never want to watch that movie. Okay, I did watch that movie. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you, you should not eat Azteca beforehand. Oh, no! <laughs> Ew. Because I threw up afterwards. <laughs> I threw up afterwards. Yeah. I love horror movies, and that movie made me honk everywhere. (laughs) Honk? Yeah. (laughs) I've heard hork. I've heard all sorts of different things, but honk is not (laughs) Yeah. It was, I mean, do you know what that movie is? Yeah, they sew people face to butt. Yeah. And feed the first one and see what happens, basically. Yeah. I don't ever want to watch that. The first, like, That sounds like nausea waiting to happen, you know? It is. Yeah. Like, it. I don't know if it would necessarily scare me, but it would be so, like, gross mm-hmm. that I would just not, you know. At, at the end, there, so there's three of them in the line. Yeah. And the girl at the back, uh-huh. she's, like, in, in sepsis or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so she dies. Uh-huh. And the guy in the front finally gets the killer's gun. Uh-huh. And instead of killing the killer, shoots himself in the head. So the person in the middle is just stuck. She's just sitting there alive, attached to two dead people. Ew! Yeah. Like, dude, why could... I mean, but, okay, if he... <laughs> If he was able to get the gun, obviously it's not going to be too far away from the second person. She could just reach over and grab it, you know, like... I can't remember what happens in the movie. I think, like, police come in and, like, save the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Ugh. There's a second one, which I'm never going to watch because it involves 
a longer chain of people, and one of them is a very heavily pregnant woman. Ugh. And I just don't think I can handle that. Yeah. Yeah. How would that work? Uh I don't want to know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to know. Like, ugh. Yuck. Okay. Yeah. Gross. I don't want to be the person attached to to any of that, but, like, especially, like, that would be, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nope. 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 Okay, so Dean <laughs> Dean laughs <laughs> and says, wait, so what? You had a problem with that? The Aunt Jenna says, the date from hell. Dean says, dating, right? Ugh. Aunt Jenna says, but what's the option? I don't see settling down anytime soon. Dean says, well, that's something you don't hear every day. <laughs> Aunt Jenna laughs and says, oh, what? Are you ready for the big commit? Dean says, me? Not exactly. Yeah, it, no. <laughs> Aunt Jenna says, nice suit, by the way. Guys don't dress that much. I like it. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, well, it's a conservative line of work. Dean finishes his whiskey. A waitress um, has given Aunt Jenna a new cocktail. Aunt Jenna says, what line is that? Dean says, investment banking. The waitress comes by and gives Dean another whiskey. Um, Aunt Jenna says, oh, God. Dean says, thanks to the waitress. So Aunt Jenna says, I keep wanting to say the woman, so I keep being like, the Aunt Jenna. Doesn't she have a name, or does she never have a name? I don't remember. She does have a name, but we don't know it yet, so my notes are still saying woman. Okay. (laughs) Well, we'll go with Aunt Jenna for now. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) Once we know her real name, I swear I'll call her that. Wrong TV show, but, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's fine. Yeah. Aunt Jenna says, I hear the hours are ridiculous. Dean says, yeah. Aunt Jenna says, but there's money to be made. Dean says, I've had a fortunate year. Aunt Jenna says, well. And she raises her glass in a toast. She says, may you have many more. And they clink glasses. Uh, Dean says, arigato. Aunt Jenna. Aunt Jenna says, you speak Japanese? Dean says, uh, enough to get by. The woman says, well, look at you. Dean says, yeah, look at me. Aunt Jenna says, you want to move this conversation elsewhere? Get some, buddy. <laughs> I know. So we cut to Aunt Jenna's house. Dean and Aunt Jenna are smooching. Uh, she helps Dean out of his jacket, and they continue to kiss. We cut to inside another man's apartment. He's watching TV while eating popcorn and drinking a beer. Someone knocks on the We cut back to Dean. He and Aunt Jenna are still kissing. She pulls off Dean's tie. We cut back to the man. He looks through the peephole of the door. We cut back to Dean. He and Aunt Jenna are still face sucking. <laughs> They're snogging. <laughs> They're snogging. That's right. The, she does. She undoes buttons on Dean's shirt. Uh, we cut back to the man. He opens the door with a smile and says, "Hi. What can I do for you?" We cut back to Dean. Um, Aunt Jenna pushes Dean backwards hard. We cut back to the man. He goes flying across the room into a wall. We cut back to Dean. Uh, Aunt Jenna takes off her shirt and kisses Dean, who's backed up against French doors. She moves his shirt off his shoulders and pushes him backwards through the doors into the bedroom. She takes off her pants, and Dean pushes his own down. He's like, okay. I know. <laughs> Dean's like, uh, you took off your pants, I'm going to take off mine. <laughs> no, like, fair is fair, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Dean falls backwards onto the bed. The woman gets on top of Dean and interlocks her fingers on one hand and then kisses him. Dean rolls them over. We cut back to the man. He rolls over on the floor. There's blood on his back, front, and face. Cut back to Dean. The woman rolls Dean over so that she is on top again. 
We cut back to the man uh, in his apartment. We see a close-up of a knife being lifted. The man raises an arm. There's a slashing sound and the sound of flesh tearing. The man screams and his face is splattered with blood. Cut back to Dean. <laughs> Aunt Jenna is straddling Dean and they're kissing. She sits back and tosses her hair, then slides her bra straps off her shoulders. We cut back to the man's apartment. Someone is taking photographs of the design carved into the man's chest. Cut back to Dean. Aunt Jenna removes her bra. She then leads down to kiss Dean. Cut back to the man's apartment. Someone takes pictures of the man's blood-splattered face. Cut back to Dean. He and the woman smooch some more. Cut back to the man's apartment. Someone takes uh, the, someone takes pictures of the stump at the end of one of the man's arms. <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to Dean. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> it's like, ooh, Dean's getting some. Also, arm stumps. <laughs> yeah, I, I was yeah. like, this is great. You know, th- this goes, this script or transcript really goes into detail about like, oh, she tosses her hair. <laughs> Somebody she slides her bra strap down. <laughs> yeah, but it's so funny because this is like a very sexy scene for Dean. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's like cut up with all these all like, this horribleness. Like, oh, by the way, this guy's missing his feet now. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so we cut back to Dean. <laughs> They're still smooching. I wrote, geez. <laughs> Good grief. God. Cut back to the man's apartment. Someone takes pictures of the blood-splattered crime scene, the man's body, and the stump of one of his legs. I feel like I just said that. Cut back to Dean. They're doing it. <laughs> Cut the back. horizontal tango, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Cut back to the crime scene. We see more photographs from the crime scene, ending with the design carved into the man's chest. Cut back to Dean. Uh, Aunt Jenna sits up. Dean lies back on the bed with his eyes closed, then opens them again. Still doing it. <laughs> no, I think I think they're done. Now. Oh, yeah. okay. He, he opens his eyes and looks at the ceiling and exhales loudly. <laughs> like, woo. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> street outside the man's apartment um sam and dean walk across the street dean says "Ugh." (laughs) sam says you look like crap dean says yeah well i feel worse than i look i do recommend the cobalt room by the way awesome night although i think i'm getting too old for this (laughs) getting too old come on he didn't uh, even do anything. She was on top the whole time. <laughs> you just got to lay there and watch her take off her bra strap and <laughs> shit. God. You did nothing. <laughs> I mean, not nothing, but still. You know, like, you didn't do so much. And, like, what? What? Why? Are, no. Okay. Getting too old for this, Getting really? Getting too old? What did you do? Throw out your back by <laughs> sitting there? Like, come on, dude. <laughs> I know. Yesterday, I was playing hacky sack with Killian and just trying to like kick that little stupid thing back and forth. <laughs> I'm a little sore today. <laughs> I'm not proud. That's hilarious. It's definitely kind of one of those like, oh, okay. And I like felt it yesterday too as we were doing the hacky sack. I'm like, you know, reaching for the little thing or whatever, and I'm like, 
uh-oh, you know, like, yeah. this is going to hurt tomorrow. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a hacky sack could do you in like that? Oh, you know what I recently learned? Hmm? Okay, I'm not knocking people who are 50 and older, but <laughs> I hear that their junk doesn't work after the age of 50, usually. Well, and that I mean, you, and that you need, age where things just don't Yeah, and you need Viagra. Out. That's that's what I learned yesterday. I mean, I don't know if there's an age on it, but yeah, I mean, you hit a certain point and, like, things But that, it's just, cooperate. like, totally normal for, like... Most people, most yeah. Most people, yeah. yeah. I was shocked. What do you think? Like, 80-year-olds are getting hit on? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You gotta have some sort of variety of help with that. You can't, like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought they were fine. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I thought that, like, every now and then there was someone who needed some extra oomph, but... Oh, yeah, no. But that From, it's, like, normal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know how I knew that, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh. I was surprised. <laughs> I mean, but if you think about it, like, you get old and things don't work how they... Just in general, things don't work mm-hmm. how they used to, so, like... I could see that being something that would, you know, go sooner rather than later, because do you really need to procreate anymore at 80? Probably not, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Huh. Not saying that it couldn't happen. Right. But still. Well, I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you needed to know, but you <laughs> apparently already knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't know. <laughs> I feel, like, a little weird that you didn't tell me about this. I didn't know you didn't know. <laughs> But once you hit a certain age, things just kind of don't work like they used to. Things just soften up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, uh, (laughs) Dean says, did you figure out that symbol? Sam says, no, we're going to need an expert. Dean says, expert? Our expert's dead. Sam and Dean hold up their FBI badges to a police officer standing outside the apartment building. Um, the police officer says, all right, and he lets them through. Inside the man's apartment, the forensics officer and a woman officer are crouched next to, crouched next to the man's body. <laughs> the f- it sounded like he said crouch next to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Who else is getting it on in this <laughs> The no. forensics officer says... Uh, comes off the wall down here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's dialogue, man. I didn't come up with that on my own. enter and look around the crime scene. (laughs) Dean says, well, nice decor. Very early slaughterhouse. (laughs) The forensics officer to the woman officer says, FBI. To Sam and Dean, he says, guys, this is Charlene Penn. She's the lead on the case. Charlene says, more of the same. Uh, No forced entry. Thrown across the room. Made to suffer. Both hands and feet cut off. Sam says, same symbol in the chest. The forensics officer says, hmm, whoever the killer is, the guy's a monster. Charlene says, excuse me. 
Dean says, this guy is just like the last one. Early 30s, decent looking. The forensics officer says, yeah, just like the first three. You know, fairly successful, no known enemies. Dean says, hmm. The forensics officer says, here. And he points toward the kitchen, and Dean follows him. Sam goes over to the front door where a police officer is speaking to a neighbor. Sam, to the police officer, says, excuse me, I got it. To the neighbor, he says, hi, how can I help you? The neighbor says, I was just trying to find out what happened. Jerry was a friend. Nosy neighbor much, though? Like, who shows up at a crime scene and is like, what happened in there? Yeah. You know, like, I feel like if it were me, I would be like, okay, I would wait to, like, hear about what happened not show up at the crime scene and well, be like trying says, to poke your head in. You he know? says that Jerry was a friend, so still though. if they're friends, yeah. if there's if there's police at like one of my friends' apartment buildings and I live just a couple doors down, I'm probably gonna go and be like, yeah, "What happened? I guess that's fair. Is yeah. he alive? You know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah." <clears throat> Sam says, "I'm very sorry. Jerry was killed sometime last night. Do you live nearby?" The neighbor says, yeah, two doors down. Sam says, you uh, you know anyone who would want to harm Jerry? The neighbor says, no, he was the nicest guy in the world. Well, his his wife wasn't really happy with him. Sam <laughs> says, why's that? The neighbor says, a few nights ago, he has a little one-night fling. Anne found out and took off, but she would never do anything like this. Sam says, yeah, of course, thanks. The neighbor leaves, and Sam and Dean duck under a police line to leave. Dean says, who is that? Sam says, the neighbor says the Vic's wife caught him cheating. Dean says, yeah, but we're not thinking it's the wife. Sam says, not unless she benches 350 and did the other guys as a warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> Dean looks yeah. for his flask and says, shoot, I left Bobby's flask over at Lydia's. Sam says, Lydia? Dean says, my workout partner from last night. <laughs> Workout partner. <laughs> Dean takes out his phone. Getting some cardio in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and says, now I've got to go get it. Sam says, so not only do you know her name, you're actually going to call her? <laughs> Dean says, bite me. Sam says, oh, how sweet. She gave you her number. <laughs> Dean says, they always give you their number. He's like, duh. <laughs> yeah. So Dean calls her. Lydia says, hello. Dean says, Lydia. Hey, it's Dean from last night. Lydia says, uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Dean says, uh, listen, I think I left something over at your place. It was an old flask. It doesn't look like much, but it has sentimental value. So have you seen it? Lydia says, no, but if I do, I'll call. Dean says, you want my number? Lydia says, my cell grabbed it. Uh, sorry, I gotta go. Just real busy at the moment. Dean says, oh. Lydia hangs up, uh, and Dean hears a dial tone. Dean says to Sam, she's real busy. <laughs> Sam smiles. We cut to Lydia. He's like, he, 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 he. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting rejected. Exactly. We cut to Lydia, and we see that she is heavily pregnant. Super prego. Yeah. About to pop. Mm -hmm. uh, we cut to some time later. Lydia is in a room lit by chandeliers and candles. Lydia is dressed in a white nightgown, and she's giving birth, surrounded by women. Another woman is in... Uh, instructing Lydia. Sorry. <laughs> Can't read that word. <laughs> the woman says, breathe. Lydia yells in pain. The woman says, control Lydia, as in all things. Lydia nods and tries to regulate her breathing. The woman, the woman says, one final push. Lydia yells in pain again. Uh, the woman says, the pain is an honor. The baby is born and it cries. Another woman hands the baby to Lydia and Lydia says, what will we, what will we call her? The woman says, you'll call her Emma. Next. 
It's just like, whatever, okay, move on to the next one. Yep. <laughs> so we cut to the Department of Anthropology building. It's daytime. We're inside a professor's office. The professor says, fascinating, truly, and actually rather accomplished draftsmanship. Dean says, yeah, if you get past the fact that it was carved into a guy's body. Sam says, Professor Morrison, we're hoping you can tell us what the symbol means. The professor says, ah, maybe. Sam says, maybe? The professor says, it's possible I could, even likely. Is the FBI offering suitable rumination? Dean looks at Sam. Sam says, the respect of a grateful nation. Dean says, and a good word with the IRS. <laughs> the professor says, ah, well, it appears quite ancient. <laughs> Dean says, well, that narrows it down. The professor says, a corrupted version of symbology associated with worship. Definitely a... An, a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Definitely an obscure regional script. Oh, this will require some research. Sam says, all right, great. Well, uh, I guess we'll be seeing you tomorrow. The professor says, tomorrow? He laughs and says, I've spent entire sabbaticals on a project like this. Dean says, professor, we have a serial killer on our hands. <laughs> Sam says, your government needs you, sir. It's kind of funny, too, because, like, to me, if, like... If the government came to me and was like, you're the only one who knows this, there's people literally dying, you need to do this, I would be like, I will clear my schedule. You know, not like, but what are you going to do for me? Exactly. You know, like, yeah. this is kind of like, I don't like that guy. I don't either, yeah. The professor says, gentlemen, my housekeeper needs a green card. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Sam and Dean leaving the professor's office and walking down the hallway. Dean says, good God, where do you find this guy? Sam says, he's supposed to be a top expert in his field. Dean says, yeah, well, when his field includes things that go bump in the night, he's going to be worth the breath we just wasted. <laughs> Sam says, so what are we supposed to do, Dean? Spin our wheels? Dean says, Sam, this is us spinning our wheels, okay? <laughs> Sam stops walking and turns to face Dean. Sam says, Dean, you know what? I want to call him too, okay? Believe me, but Bobby's not here, so we're settling. Dean says, yeah, we sure are. Dean looks at his phone and says, damn it, why hasn't she called? Sam says, who, Lydia? Wait, so some girl's actually dumping you the morning after? <laughs> Dean says, I think you're enjoying this a little more than you need to. He's like, shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. I'm going over there and getting the flask. And Dean walks away. We cut to Lydia's house. Dean rings the doorbell. Lydia opens the door and says, Don. Dean says, Dean. <laughs> I guess you didn't get my messages. Lydia says, no, I did. I've been busy. Dean says, oh, anyway, I left that flask over here the other night. Lydia says, yes, I found it. It was so beat up and old, I almost tossed it. Dean She's says, like, whatever, you know, like. Dean already told her that it's it has sentimental, sentimental value, value. And she's kind of being a bitch about it, not going to lie. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, well, a guy it belonged to was beat up and old, too, but I was very close with him. And I'd hate to lose it. So, like, don't be a bitch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Lydia says, I'll get it for you. Dean follows Lydia into the house and says, so, how have you been, other than busy? Lydia opens a drawer uh, in the main room and takes out the flask. A child, about one year old, is standing up in a crib in the bedroom. Lydia says, just that. Really busy. Here you go. Lydia, Lydia gives the flask to Dean, and Dean says, oh, wow, I can see why you're busy. You've been babysitting, huh? <laughs> Lydia says, no. Dean says, yours? Lydia says, uh-huh. <laughs> Dean walks into the bedroom and says, you didn't tell me you had a little girl. There's a lot of things she didn't tell you. <laughs> Dean says, or Lydia says, there's probably all kinds of things we didn't tell each other. <laughs> Dean says, what's her name? Lydia says, Emma. 
Dean says, hi, Emma. You're first? Lydia says, yes. Dean says, well, I hear they grow like weeds. <laughs> Lydia says, you have no idea. She's like, I am going bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Dean's phone rings, and Dean says, oh, sorry, I gotta take this. Dean walks away into the main room and says, hello? Sam says, hey, where are you? It's a flask, not the Holy Grail. <laughs> Dean says, hey, man, I'm a people person, all right? I'm engaging in some social skills. Uh, you get anything out of Morrison? Sam says, no, not yet. Look, would you get back here? Uh, we're due at the crime lab. Uh, and then we hear Emma say, Mom, get me out. Lydia says, shh, just a minute. Sam says, Dean? Dean says, hang on. And you're like, uh, like, what's happening right now? Dean lowers the phone and steps closer to the bedroom where Lydia is leaning down close to Emma. Sam says, hey, look, why don't you just... Emma says, who's that guy in the other room? Lydia says, shh. Emma says, who is that? <laughs> Sam says, are you there? Lydia says, shh, don't talk. We'll discuss it later. <laughs> Sam says, hello. Dean says, let me call you back. And Dean hangs up. <laughs> He's like, I am freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening right now? <laughs> right. So we cut to Sam at the morgue. Sam and the forensics officer are standing over a body that is mostly covered by a sheet. Its severed legs are visible. Uh, they cover the stumps <laughs> and walk across the room. The forensics there's just something about the, the stumps. Like, yeah. There's just, I, there's got to be a better word. You know, like, there's got to. And I don't know what it would be. I'm the one who chose the word stumps. Well, but, like, that's, I think that's generally what they're called, though, by mm-hmm. most people. Yeah. Like, but there's got to be something that's not, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just having a moment. My my brain's just like cannot compute. It's okay. The forensics officer says, "So again, we got a guy weighing about two bills thrown into a wall so hard he's got pieces of plaster lodged in his skull." Charlene says, "What triggered the uh, the feds' involvement in this case? I always think you boys have bigger fish bigger fish to fry. Fish to fry. Fish fish to fry." <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, "No, actually, we uh, it's a." Uh, the forensics officer says, I just figured it was a similarity to the other cold cases. It's, if it's the same killer, then he crossed state lines. That would bring you guys in. Sam says, well, that's exactly right, uh, what he said. Charlene says, yeah, whatever. You're going to have to wrap this up. Your case isn't the only one we're working on. Sam nods and Charlene leaves. The forensics officer says, you get used to her. <laughs> Sam says, uh, so Eddie, by the way, I didn't bring the cold case files with me. Is there a chance you have a copy? Eddie says, yeah. Sam says, great. Sam picks up a receipt in an evidence bag and reads the Cobalt Room. Eddie says, yeah, it's a pretty well-known bar. Looking to hook up, it's a pretty good place to go. Sam says, I've heard. Eddie says, Vic number two is there. Sam takes a file from Eddie. Um, Eddie says, and according to his security guard, he left with a hot girl. Two days later, he's in an obituary. Sam is reading the file. He says, same with Jerry Price. Eddie says, mm-hmm, and as far as we can tell, at least a couple of those in there. Sam says, same thing in Chicago. Eddie says, yep, a lot of busted marriages, flings with unknown women, that kind of thing, all just before they got off. Sam says, thanks. So we cut to the street outside of Lydia's house. Dean is watching the house from his car, um, a car containing three women, one of whom is the woman who instructed Lydia while she gave birth, pulls up and parks. The driver remains in the car while the other women walk to Lydia's door and ring the bell. Lydia opens the door. The woman says, is Emma ready? Lydia says, yes, come in. The woman says, thank you. Dean's phone rings. 
He says, yeah. Sam says, dude, you never showed. <laughs> Dean like, says, really? Come on. Yeah. Dean says, I'm outside Lydia's. Sam says, oh, come on, man. What are you, obsessed or something? <laughs> Dean says, no, I'm telling you. I have been eating at the buffet of Strange all afternoon. <laughs> Sam He's says. Like, I'm freaking out right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, meaning what? Dean says, I'll tell you the second I know, but something ain't right. Sam says, or you're obsessed. Dean says, shut up, I'm serious. <laughs> Sam says, okay, uh, you need backup? or? Dean says, not yet. What's up on your end? Sam says, apparently there was an identical murder fest two years ago in Chicago and again in Miami. Uh, two years before that, all the victims were young, successful. A lot of them went to the same bar. It lines up. The trails always went cold fast. Dean says, yeah? Sam says, yeah. And oh, by the way, as a personal kicker, at least some of the Vicks hooked up with that bar you went to, the Cobalt Room. So just saying, man, you dodged a bullet. He's like, uh... I don't think I did dodge a bullet. <laughs> like, maybe now I'm really freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> the door to Lydia's house opens. The woman is leaving the house with someone behind her. Dean says, gotta go, and he hangs up. Sam says, nice talk. Outside Lydia's house, Dean watches with binoculars as the two women who went inside Lydia's house leave with Lydia following them. The second woman is carrying a little pink suitcase. Lydia says, Emma, hurry up. Come on, Emma, time to go. A little girl about five years old comes out of the house. Talk about growing like a weed. <laughs> yeah. Lydia takes off her own necklace, kneels down in front of the little girl, and puts the necklace around her neck. Lydia says, Emma, you be a good girl. Make us proud. Emma says, I will, Mama. Emma gets into the car with two with the two women. Lydia says, bye, Emma. The car drives away, and Lydia goes back inside. Dean starts his car and says, I hate it when this happens. <laughs> Dean follows the other car to an alleyway. The two women and Emma get out and enter a building. Um, the car drives away. So we cut to the boys' motel room. Sam says, so what? I mean, so maybe she has another kid she didn't tell you about. Dean says, nope, just the one, Emma. But that night when I was with her, she didn't have any. And when I was at her place, man, there were no playpens, no blankets, no rubber ducks. Sam says, right, like you would have been focused on that kind of thing. Dean says, hey, dude, that's the first thing you notice. He's like, that's, Red flags. You gotta pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He like, says, I may be stupid, but I'm not dumb. You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> Dean takes two beers out of the fridge and says, then all of a sudden, boom, baby. <laughs> Sam opens his laptop and says, yeah, the one you thought talked. Dean says, oh, it talked, and not baby talk either. Dean hands Sam a beer. Sam says, now you know so much about child development. Dean says, I know enough to know that they don't say, hey, mom, who's that guy? <laughs> so He's like having a full-blown meltdown right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean closes the laptop and sits down at the table. He says, Lyd Lydia is handling the kid who calls Lydia <laughs> handling this kid who's calling her mommy over to these two women, right? But this is not a baby. No, the kid's got to be five and same name, Emma. Sam says, you know, George Foreman named all his sons George. <laughs> is that true? I think so. Oh, my God. There's, like, different varieties of George, but they're all George. Wow. I think. I feel like I heard that at some point. I don't totally remember, though. Huh. Okay. It sounds right to me, though, because I feel like I've heard about that before. Okay. Dean says, are you deliberately messing with me? Dude, I know weird, okay? There is no non-weird explanation for this. 
This morning, Emma was a baby. By sunset, she's Hannah Montana. Early years. <laughs> Sam's phone rings. It's the prof- Sam says, it's the professor. Dean says, oh, good, the professor. Yeah, I'm sure he'll crack this wide open. Uh, so we cut to inside the house where Emma is. Emma, looking older than she did in, uh, in the afternoon, is wearing a white dress. The woman in the black jacket addresses her and says... Um, addresses her and some other girls. The woman says, on this special night, you join in an exceptional family. You are ready to take your places alongside us and learn our traditions. Another woman holds a tray with pieces of flesh out to the first girl in line. Another woman behind her holds a tray with glasses of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, those aren't cookies. (laughs) (laughs) No. They don't really go. (laughs) The woman says, this is a tribute to the one who created and protects us. The woman carrying trays moved down the line of five girls. The woman says, we hunt for her, we kill for her, and now we consume that kill as a symbol of unity with those who have completed their blood missions and furthered the life of the tribe. Emma is still holding her piece of flesh. The other girls have eaten theirs. The woman says, go ahead, Emma, you need to eat. So we cut to the university lecture theater. The professor is standing at the front of the room next to a projector screen on which the symbol carved into the men's chest is on the professor says you know identifying the scroll was no day at the beach lesser scholars would have crumbled he's like i am a genius (laughs) sam says professor the symbol the professor says yeah yeah it's ancient regional very difficult to identify but i managed to find a match the picture on the projector screen changes to one of ancient greek building the professor says it's a variation of a symbol associated with the greek pantheon the temple of the goddess harmonia According to myth, the coupling of Harmonia and Ares, the god of war, produced the Amazons. Sam says, the Amazons? Dean (laughs) Dean says, like Wonder Woman? (laughs) The professor says, no, like like a tribe of warriors. They actually existed. The comic books, they're just silly perversions. The symbol, uh, the screen now shows a symbol of two women kneeling around a large urn below someone on a horseback. Uh, the professor says, I believe it originated with the Amazons. Pictograph meant to pay homage to Harmonia, occult talismans, if you will. They had an exclusively female culture. No use for men whatever, whatsoever, except for procreation. <laughs> I just, like, butchered that whole sentence, but that's good, fine. I got it. <laughs> I'm just going to take a drink of my seltzer water. <laughs> Do it. The caffeinated one or the non-caffeinated one? <laughs> The non-caffeinated. Yep, the bubbly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sam says, all the Vicks were male. The professor says, so you said, with a symbol carved into their chest. Uh, The screen shows the symbol split into two symbols, then added together to make the symbol that was on the man. Sam says, and their hands and feet cut off. The professor says, now that is interesting. Dean says, got our attention. (laughs) The screen now shows naked woman hunters with crossbows pointing arrows at men hung upside down over a fire. The professor says, after they were impregnated, they killed the male, first cutting off certain body parts. I love first cutting off certain body parts. Like, he makes it sound like it's something that it's not. But (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So they cut back to the police station. Charlene is on the phone. She says, I couldn't check their IDs because everything they have is fake. I've been digging for hours and one thing's for sure. They ain't FBI. The Amazon leader woman uh, in in the black jacket on the phone says, and who are they? Charlene says, they're after us is what they are. 
Remember that cross country, <laughs> cross country, murder spree. <laughs> I said cross crunchy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you know what that that makes me want like some sushi crunchy rolls. What? I, just, I thought a peanut butter right away. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> no, okay. I want some crunchy rolls. Have you had extra crunchy peanut butter before? I don't think so. I've had it for I had it for the first time. Like never. So here's the problem with extra crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> okay. Is that you can't spread it very thin because there's so much like crunch bits in there. Yeah. That like it's really thick, but it's pretty good. If you like crunchy peanut butter, you'll like extra crunchy peanut butter. I'd never had it before, huh. but I just tried it, and I'm like, this. What is, brand is it? I think like Jif or something. Huh. Okay. But anyway, yeah, pretty good stuff. You should try it at some point. Okay. Next time you come over to my place, you'll try the extra crunchy peanut butter. Okay. <laughs> but now good. I really want sushi. <laughs> I know. I really want sushi, too. Oh, no. Uh, I think we're going to have tuna sandwiches for lunch, though, so that'll be close yeah, enough. <laughs> that's right. That counts. It's some sort of fish. Yep. <laughs> okay. Charlene says, remember that cross-country murder spree those crazy brothers went on a couple months ago? The Amazon leader says, that's them. Charlene says, barely scratches the surface. They're thugs. <laughs> Vigilantes. But look, we've dealt with hunters like this before. The Amazon leader says, well, uh, the one is already scheduled to be taken care of. We'll just simply add the other one to the agenda. <laughs> so we cut to the boys' motel room. Dean is looking through boxes of books. He says, I know Bobby's got a Gratian encyclopedia of weird in here. I saw it last time. I was looking through this stupid... Would it kill him to have a system? He does, but nobody gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Sam is sitting at the table using a laptop. Sam says, he has a system. His files are set up like his brain. Dean takes his flask out of his back pocket and drinks from it. He says, you got anything? Sam says, uh, yeah. And Sam presses a button that brings up a website titled Greek Mythology, the Amazons. Sam says, there's this whole crazy side to Amazon lore that Professor Morrison didn't even mention. Dean says, that's because he doesn't believe in it, which is a real handicap when you're trying to deal with it. Dean sits down on the bed and opens up the book he's holding. Sam says, right, uh, apparently there was this long, bloody war. The Amazon population was decimated, so they made a bargain with Harmonia to replenish their ranks and make them stronger. Dean says, well, I'd say throwing grown men through walls was stronger. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, well, basically they became more than human. Harmonia turned them into monsters. Dean says, can you kill them like humans, or is there some kind of trick? Sam says, uh, it doesn't say. No idea. I guess it, I guess it could go either way. Dean says, well, that's helpful. What else? <laughs> Sam says, the lore says they reproduced quickly, as in after mating, they gave birth within 36 hours. Dean stops turning the pages of the book and listens intently. And he's like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to, like, math as fast as he can. <laughs> he's like, oh, God, oh, God, hours. Um, when was I over there? You know? Yeah. Uh, the babies grew incredibly fast. Then the aging process became normal, which is one way to make an army, I guess. The mating cycle is every two years. They send out all the women who have reached childbearing age. Dean says, which lines up, because this happens every couple of years in different towns, right? Sam says, yeah, and we know for sure that at least some of the Vicks hooked up with strange women days before being killed, Amazon style. Dean closes his book and puts it down and says, hooked up in the same bar I met Lydia, right? Sam <laughs> says, yeah. Dean says, and then suddenly she's got a little baby like in like a... F 
She's got a little baby in like fruit fly time. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that baby turns into a little girl just as fast. Sam says, wow, so maybe you're, uh, uh, Dean says, don't say it. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Don't say it. <laughs> Sam says, look, if that kid's yours, Dean says, I said, don't say it. <laughs> Sam says, fine, I won't. But Dean, dude, seriously, a one night stand, you're just going to roll the dice? You didn't even, Dean says, of course not, Sam. What do you think? I'm brain dead. Accidents happen. <laughs> <laughs> if one even did, which I don't think, no, you know what? We're. Stop. We're not going to talk about this anymore because my skin's starting to crawl. (laughs) Sam says, all right, fine. But if it's true, if it happened, Dean says, I know. I got to hang on to my hands and my feet. (laughs) And Dean takes another drink from his flask. So we cut to uh, the inside of the Amazon building at night. The Amazon leader is standing in front of a cauldron. She's wearing a necklace with a design that was carved into the men's chest. The Amazon leader says, we are so pleased with your progress. Five girls, all teenagers now, are lined up in front of her. The Amazon leader says, you are absorbing the traditions of our mothers. The Amazon leader takes a branding iron out of a cauldron. She says, and you are close to fulfilling your tribal destiny and taking your place alongside your sisters. Today, you are are a warrior. The Amazon leader presses the brand to the inside of the first girl's wrist. The Amazon leader says, though you may walk among others, your heart is only with the tribe. The Amazon leader brands the second girl. She says, soon you will take the final glorious steps into adulthood. The brand is the same design that was carved into the men's chest. The Amazon leader says, today you will learn how to endure pain and how to inflict it. The Amazon leader brands a third girl who makes a small noise. She says, fight it, Emma. As with all you do, courage is everything. So we cut back to the motel room. Sam and Dean are looking at uh, a bed, the bed covered with research. Dean says, um, looking through Bobby's files is like dumpster diving. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, tell me about it. So it makes sense why uh, the Amazons all want to hook up with decent looking, successful guys. Dean says, oh, they're picky about the gene pool. Sam says, right. (laughs) So what was Lydia doing with you? (laughs) He's like, I don't get it. (laughs) Dean says, well, she may or may not have thought I was a rich investment banker. (laughs) Dean takes a drink from his flask and then looks down at the research on the bed. The pictures of the Greek building and Amazon women have moved, and the only thing now on top of the leather-bound book is a piece of parchment with writing in another language. Dean says, Sam. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, these papers just moved. Sam says, what? Dean says, I didn't touch them. Sam starts EMFing and gets results right away. Sam says, it's all over the place. And he walks over to the bed. He says, red line, red line. Sam walks towards the window and says, oh, and power lines by the open window where there's a breeze. That could have moved the papers. He's such a, he's being kind of a dick to Dean. Yeah. You know, like. Yep. (laughs) Sam stops EMFing. (laughs) Dean says, did you feel a breeze? Sam says, it doesn't matter, Dean. The readings are useless. Dean says, hey, maybe, uh, Dean holds up his flask. Sam says, we burned him, Dean. Dean says, so what? Sam says, so, what are you suggesting? Dean says, I don't know. What are you? (laughs) Sam says, concentrate on something else. Dean says, why? Sam yells, because it's not Bobby. Dean says, could be. Sam says, no, it couldn't be. Dean says, why not? Sam says very loudly, because we want it to be. 
Sam grabs the piece of paper from the bed. Dean says, maybe it's useful. Sam says, it's in a pile of maybe it's useful. Besides, it's in Greek. Nobody reads Greek. <laughs> Dean says, yeah, except Greeks. <laughs> oh, and Bobby. <laughs> Sam says, and Professor Morrison. Dean says, really? Sam says, I'm going, Dean. You stay here. Keep the door locked. Don't go anywhere. I mean it. Dean says, fine. Sam leaves the room and goes to the university. Uh, he enters Professor Morrison's office. The professor says, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The clock on the wall reads 11.25 p.m. The professor says, I have office hours tomorrow. <laughs> Sam says, I'm sorry, professor. I need your help. Like, we got stuff to do today, though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sam puts the parchment down in front of the professor, and the professor says, the FBI is not paying me enough for this. <laughs> he picks up the parchment and starts to read. Sam says, all right, I'll sweeten the deal. We'll remove your wiretap. <laughs> the professor looks up He's like, alarm. I'm going to create some paranoia. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to don't the Don't create another room. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Please don't. Please don't. So we cut back to the motel room. Dean is using the laptop. Someone knocks three times on the door. Dean closes the laptop and picks up uh, and cocks his gun. Someone knocks on the door three times again. After a moment, Dean removes the safety chain and opens the door. Emma is outside. Emma says, hi, you don't know me, but my name is Emma. I need your help. I think I'm in trouble, and you're the only person I can trust. Dean says, why? Emma says, because you're my father. Dean says, how'd you find me? Emma says, they've been watching you ever since mom got pregnant. Dean says, well, if you're such a prisoner, you mind telling me how you escaped? Emma says, I waited until lights out. The women who watch over us change shifts a little after 10. Dean says, uh-huh, and you left because... Emma says, they stick you in there and you trust them. It's all you know, and you don't question what they want you to do. Terrible things. That's why I had to leave. They tortured me. Emma holds up her branded wrist and says, they told me I had to endure pain so I could be strong like them, but I don't want to be like them. Dean says, okay, come on in. So Emma goes inside. Dean closes the door, replaces the... Dean replaces the security chain and puts his gun in the back of his jeans. Dean says, have a seat. Emma sits down on a bed. Dean says, okay, let's assume that you're not like them yet. What do you want me to do? Emma says, get me away from here. You're a good man. My mother told me that. Dean says, I seriously doubt she said that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, nice try. <laughs> yeah. And if you knew me, you probably, or you would seriously doubt it's true. Emma says, they told me you're a hunter, so maybe you'll understand about me. Maybe you can protect me just long enough so I can get away. Then I'll leave you alone. I know you don't want me. Dean says, all right, let's not go there, okay? He's like, I'm not playing this game yeah. right now. You know? like, this oh, isn't a, yeah, he says, this isn't a matter of... You get this isn't a normal situation, right? <laughs> Emma says, how would I know? Three days ago, I wasn't even alive. Yeah, now, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> She's now, like, hell if I know. I don't know anything. Now, here <laughs> I am. My mother threw me into that place. And my father, well, you get this is my last chance to have anything normal ever, right? <laughs> so we cut back to Sam. The professor is reading the paper. He says, it's fascinating. Sam says, what does it say? The professor says, oh, I haven't gotten there yet. The paper is handmade. A, cellul <laughs> a cellulose, rather like papyrus, which would explain its durability. Sam says, Professor. The professor says, wherever did you get it? Sam says, uh, a crazy, drunk genius. <laughs> the professor says, yeah, they always have the good stuff. <laughs> he, like, doesn't even question it. Yeah. He's just like, yep, that's true. That's, yeah. It's always them. Yeah. 
The professor says, well, it's in Greek. Sam says, yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> the professor says, not a common dialect. My God, what is it with you and Amazons? Sam says, professor, it's important. The professor says, at 1130 at night, it better be. Oh, and here's a new twist. It repeats the conventional lore. Amazon warriors mate with males. The males are murdered, yada, yada. But according to this, it's not the women who do the killing. Instead, a ritual of initiation requires that the child born of the mating process must kill her own father. Sam says, what? <laughs> He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Cut back to Dean. He says, you look exhausted. Emma says, and starving. It's been a tough sweet 16. So you believe me? Dean crosses his arms and nods. Emma says, you'll help me? Dean says, if you really want help. So we cut to Sam leaving the anthropology building. Charlene Penn steps out in front of him. Sam says, detective. Charlene says, agent, you're here late. Sam says, yeah, listen, could we talk in the morning? Sam starts to walk past Charlene, but she grabs his arm. Charlene says, what's your hurry? Sam looks down and sees the Amazon brand on Charlene's wrist. Charlene says, Sam, Sam Winchester. Let's see, I could run you in for impersonating a federal agent. The skin around Charlene's eyes turns red. She hurls Sam down a short flight of stairs and into the exit doors. Sam lies and moving on the ground, and we think he's unconscious because he always is. <laughs> he's always getting knocked out. <laughs> it's like, how is it that the bigger one out of the two is always the one that's getting just, like, annihilated? You know? <laughs> no. like, there's no, he's, okay, and, like, the amount of times he's been knocked out already... He would have so much brain damage. Oh my god, I know. Wear a helmet. You have to at this point. I know. You're gonna have brain damage. Like, you're not gonna have anything left. Like, <laughs> how, how is he functional? How is he walking? You know? I know. Like, I don't know. <sighs> Charlene holds a knife that has been concealed in her sleeve. As she raises the knife, Sam turns over and shoots her in the chest. Sam gets up and groans. Charlene is lying on her back, dead. Sam picks up his phone from the stairs. The screen is smashed. So we cut back to Dean. He says to Emma, Well, now, what happens when they find out you're missing? Emma says, They may have already found out, and they'll hunt me down. Dean nods and walks over to the fridge. Emma says, Look, I know this is going to be hard, but if I'm going to get out, I have to do it now. Dean looks inside the fridge and says, We got cheese and a leftover burrito. <laughs> Emma says, Doesn't make a difference. A knife drops into Emma's hand from her sleeve. Dean closes the refrigerator and points his gun at Emma. Dean says, you were asking if I believed you. Emma says, I was told you'd be a challenge. Dean says, I figured you'd chat me up, try and catch me off guard. Almost worked. I was expecting your mother. Emma says, it's not her place. I have to kill you. Dean says, is that what they told you? Emma says, it's what I am. Dean says, well then, I should just kill you right now. Emma says, sure, but you could have done that 30 seconds ago. We cut to Sam. He's been driving fast and recklessly, trying to get back to Dean. He arrives and runs into the building and up the stairs. Cut back to Dean. Emma says, it's weirdly hard, isn't it? It is for me. Dean Little says, brat. <laughs> I know. Dean says, knock it off. Emma says, how could it not be? You're my father. Dean says, hey, we're not going to do that. Emma says, but it's true. You're the reason that we're standing here. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So now someone has to kill someone. <laughs> Sam opens the door slightly and sees Dean with his gun pointed at Emma. Emma says, you know what? So far, my childhood, my childhood's been kind of disappointing. <laughs> Dean says, you haven't killed anybody yet, Emma. Walk away. Right now. I won't go after you. Emma says, I can't. I don't have a choice. Sam bursts into the room, gun drawn. Emma spins around to face him. The skin around her eyes has turned red. Emma turns back to Dean, and her eyes are normal again. Emma says, please don't let him hurt me. 
Emma turns back to Sam, who shoots her in the chest. She gasps and falls to the ground, dead. Dean and Sam look each other. Look at each other. Lick each other. <laughs> they just lick each other. They just my... have to lick each other like little kitties. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Dean look at each other. Dean nods. So we cut to outside the Amazon building. Sam and Dean drive up and get out of the car. They walk up to the front door, which is ajar. Dean opens the door all the way. He says, here's the mothership. Sam cocks his gun and says, let's get this done. They go inside, but it is deserted. Dean says, they're gone. So we cut to the boys driving in the car. Sam is driving again. <laughs> Dean says, hey, you know what? I don't like it either. I wanted to torture him just as much as you. But hey, next time they surface, we'll be ready if we live that long. Sam doesn't respond. Dean says, all right, fine. Just sit there and be pissed. <laughs> Sam says, what did you say to me? That I was the one who choked? What did you say about Amy? You killed the monster. Dean says, I was going to. Sam says, oh, the hell you were. You think I'm an idiot? Dean says, what, you think I am? Sam says, Dean. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You both think the other one is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, you were going to let her walk. Dean says, no, I wasn't. That's ridiculous. Sam says, look, man, she was not yours. Not really. Dean says, actually, she uh, she was, really. She just also happened to be a crazy man-killing monster. <laughs> but, uh, hey. Sam says, you know what? Bobby was right. Your head's not in it, man. When Cass died, you were wobbly. But now? Dean says, now what? Oh, what? You're dealing with it so perfect? Yeah, newsflash, pal. You're just as screwed up as I am. You're just bigger. <laughs> Sam says... I mean... <laughs> Sam says, what? <laughs> Quit calling me a freak. <laughs> I know. Dean says, I don't know. <laughs> Sam says, look, Dean, the thing is, tonight, it almost got you killed. Now, I don't care how you deal. I really, really don't. But just don't get killed. Dean says, I'll do what I can. Sam says, well, what's that supposed to mean? Dean says, it means I'll do what I can, all right? You can shut up about it. And credits. <laughs> okay, so I have some thoughts about this episode. Okay. First of all, Dean does not know how to deal with rejection. <laughs> He's like, there's somebody that doesn't want me. What? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. He's like just expecting like, oh, yeah, I'm going to call her back and it'll be great. And like, you know, she'll just fall into my hands and do whatever I want her to do. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like, that's not how this works. Um. Also, like, okay, imagine, I mean, I haven't had a child yet, but imagine, like, getting pregnant and, like, having the whole process packed into 36 hours. Okay, you know what? That would have been great. <laughs> that would have been great. Because but, uh, packed into, like, nine months is fucking awful. Yeah, but that's the, that's, your body, like, has time to, like, adjust. That's the thing, is, like, your body is going from, like, what it normally would be to, like, completely expanded mm -hmm. <laughs> in, th in, like, a day and a half. Yeah. You know, like, you can't, uh, you know, <laughs> I still would have preferred that. Like, if I had the option, I'd go with that. You'd be broken. <laughs> There'd be no way. You wouldn't live through that. <laughs> you just... Maybe. I mean, your skin would literally, like, tear more than likely. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, plus everything else, you know, just, yeah. ugh, nope, I can't, nope, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> um, also, I think it is hilarious that Dean's daughter would be an Amazon. Like, if she was going to be anything, it would be, like... Yeah. 
a man killer, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there, there'd be no, like, because Dean, like, would never be able to function as a normal, you know, person as far as, like, in a normal life. So, like, if he was going to have a family, it would be some sort of crazy situation like this is. I just spit all over my face. <laughs> I'm like, ew! <laughs> uh, and also, okay, so I think it's kind of interesting when the boys were like, oh, you know, like, the paper's moved. Okay, it's got to be Bobby. Like, there's no other explanation. They just immediately jumped to, like, this is who it is. Yeah. It was kind of weird to me. I mean, I think they're both hoping that Bobby is still around. For sure, but, so like... So that's why they... You know, yeah, that. it just kind of seemed like I wasn't thinking and like, oh, this is a Bobby thing at all. I immediately just was like, oh, something weird just happened. Go figure, you know, and mm-hmm. they're like, it was Bobby. And it, of course it had to be Bobby. Yeah. You know? And it's just kind of like, uh. I think they yeah. just want it so desperately. And it's Bobby's yeah. stuff. Yeah. That moved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get why they would think it was Bobby. But, like, I don't think that would be my first assumption, necessarily, you know? Mm -hmm. It was just kind of, like, a quick jump for me. Yeah. But, anyway. um, So, do you think the Amazons ever have boy babies? And if they do, what would happen to them? I'd probably... They'd probably dispose of them. I would... Yeah. You know, somehow. Whether it's, like, you know, leave them somewhere or whatever. But, like... We kind of go into this in the research a little bit, but I don't know how much, like, Supernatural stayed with, like, the mythology Mm -hmm. for this one. I would assume probably pretty close, but... Or do you think they just, like, only have girls? I don't know. I think... I would think for the sake of the show, they would only have girls. Yeah. Because they kind of make it sound like it's, like, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, it was just kind of like one of those, hmm, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a brain tickler. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, also, they die pretty easy. You know, like, they're strong and you gotta look out for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, they it just doesn't die take like a normal much. Person. Yeah, it wouldn't, doesn't take much to actually kill them. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, fast and strong. So, yeah. Whatever. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, and, okay, my last thought is Emma messed Dean up. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, I think he is just, like, doesn't know what to think about life. You know, like, because he, that was a lot of emotions in a very short period of time. You know, like, all of a sudden to go from, like, hey, I had this, like, to go from the, oh my gosh, like, is she pregnant, this person that I don't know, and then, okay, she is. Oh, now I'm a father. Oh, now I've got a killer. Now I'm gonna, you know, and it's like, all that happened so fast that he's just, like, his head is spinning. You know, like, you could practically see it. (laughs) You know, like, just, like, there's smoke coming out of his ears, practically. Do you think he was gonna kill her? Um, I think he could have. I don't know if he would have, necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I think if she, like, came after him, or, you know, it really came down to, like, in the spur of the moment, he would have killed her, but he would have regretted it. Yeah. So, I think it was good that Sam did what he did, because I don't think... Dean might have hesitated. He would have hesitated, and it would have been close. Lost a... Or gained a stump. Hmm? Gained a stump! (laughs) (laughs) Lost a hand, gained a stump, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Or a foot, you know, one of the two. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I... 
I think he could have if it came down to it, but I don't think that was going to be what he... Like, I think he was trying to find a way out of it. Yeah. You I know, like, so he would have tried other things first. Yeah. Before killing her. He would have probably, like, somehow, you know, like, kept her contained and, like, tried to, mm-hmm. you know, figure out how to make her normal or at least how to, like, not kill him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just... Possible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a strong maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Um, my favorite moment was when um, Lydia and Dean were getting down. <laughs> and and it was spliced with the whole murder of another man. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty good. Just, you know, t- trying to have, like, a, a sexy sex scene. <laughs> By the way, murder. Plus plus murder, stumps, score. You know? Yeah. 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 I thought that was funny how they did that. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? I liked when Dean was, like, freaking out to Sam and was like, she's got a little baby in, like, fruit fly time. He's just like, ah! (laughs) I can't handle this. I don't know what's going on. Is it mine? Is it not? You know, like, oh. And he's just, like, losing his shit, you know? (laughs) He doesn't know how to deal with any of it. But, yeah, that was... I I liked the... I mean, it was funny just because of the chaos, you know? Yeah. But, anyway. Um, So, our interesting facts from this episode. It says, The song playing when Dean goes to the bar is Worlds Collide by Loud and Swain, a real-life band of Rob Benedict, the actor who plays Chuck. Cool. Um, And it says, Alexia... Fast, who plays Emma, also played Missy in the first season's Supernatural, The Benders. She was the creepy girl. Emma was the creepy girl from The Benders. I'm trying to remember The Benders. Where they hunt the, you know, free the hose. Free the hose, <laughs> Lynn. Free the hose. Oh my god, that's her? Yeah. <laughs> free the hose. <laughs> <laughs> but did you remember the episode? <laughs> I remember the episode. Okay, first of all, I never not remember Free the Hose. <laughs> I know neither. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always will remember Free the Hose, I feel like. Okay, let's get t-shirts that say that. I want a mug. I want a t-shirt. I want to wear that shit. See, I want a mug that says Free the Hose, and then you tip it up, and on the bottom it has a pipe piece on it. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. that I want that. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people would get it. Yeah. S- most people wouldn't, but some people would get it. We yeah. got an email from somebody who mentioned Free the Hose. I can't remember who it was. Oh. Was it Joel? It might have been Joel. I think so. Okay. Hi, Joel. Hi, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember. I think it was... I think it was Joel. Okay. I could totally be wrong. Yeah. If we're wrong, sorry. But hi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I think it might have been him. But yeah. Um, Okay. So she was. So yeah, anyways, like Dean's daughter, of course, also is the creepy girl from the Benders that like wants to eat everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ew. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Um, so it says this episode takes place in Seattle and features Amazons. Um, ironically, Seattle is the headquarters of corporate giant Amazon. That's right. Mm-hmm. And yes. 
like Boeing and what's the other Microsoft one? Starbucks Microsoft yeah. there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. around here which yep. is probably why Seattle is so packed and incredibly hard to get into mm-hmm Ugh. anyway although not as bad as LA from what I've been told but I oh yeah I mean that's I think as far as like other than LA in the general west coast Seattle and Portland are probably the worst as far as like traffic wise mm-hmm. I think Seattle and Portland are very similar as far as traffic goes I haven't spent enough time in Portland to know, to be honest. I've gotten stuck in some Portland traffic, like, once or twice, Mm -hmm. and I was lucky because I hit it kind of, like, just at the right time to where we were stuck for a while and, like, not moving on the freeway. I mean, we were literally just sitting there. I hate that. But, um, yeah. Luckily, most of the times I've had to drive through Portland or go into Portland, we haven't had too much problems, but... Hmm. Anyway, um, it says the episode title is a play on the late 90s group, The Spice Girls. So, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I want them dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they want. That's what they want. (laughs) If you want to be my lover. (laughs) So, here's the story from A to Z. who plays Lydia, also played Jenna Summers in another CW television series, The Vampire Diaries, from 2009. Um, This is the eighth episode to not feature the Impala and the seventh episode in a row. Um, It says, while trying to to impress Lydia at the bar, Dean claims to be able to speak Japanese. Um, In the season five episode, Supernatural Changing Channels, from 2009, um, Dean did have the ability to speak Japanese, or at least enough to say the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, as part of the supposed tricksters game show. So our research um, from today is, of course, Amazon's because as you do, um, and this is off of. Ooh, oh no! <laughs> it just turned. Okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I was trying to like, you know, click. I don't know what I did, but it just kind of disappeared everything but it's fine i've got it it's off of thatmuse.com um and this is um it says ancient warriors the amazons in greek mythology um so it says in greek mythology the amazons were a tribe of strong lady warriors in some versions of the myth they lived in isolation at the edge of the civilized world and only communicated with men in order to reproduce Proud to live in their own community, the Amazons didn't allow men to enter their country and would only meet them once a year to prevent their community from dying out. <laughs> um, they at- would only meet with men once a year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they had, like, an annual let's have sex day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like, <laughs> everybody get yourself prepared. <laughs> yeah. We're breeding today. Um, It says, after giving birth, they only kept their female babies, leaving the boys with the neighboring tribe. Um, It says, the Amazons were known for their brutality, courage, and aggressiveness. And while most Greek women uh, spent their time taking care of the education of their kids, the Amazons' main concern in life was war. Most Greek artists and sculptors depicted them on horseback, clad in hoplite armor. I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of it. 
Um, and some mythological legends recounted that they liked battle so much that they even cut off their right breast in order to be able to use a bow more efficiently. Oh my god. Not That's... righty. <laughs> I know. I don't want either of them cut off if I can help it, but like, ooh. To do that to yourself just because it's like, I need to be able to shoot my bow more accurately. Like, that's uh, a next level dedication move. Yeah. You know? like, that is, I don't think I would have that dedication. No, I don't think I would either. Like, ever. You know? <laughs> um, anyways, um, so it says, to the Greek eye, the Amazons were a great threat. Um, so it's no surprise that they appear in many myths and legends, fighting with some of the most celebrated Greek heroes. One famous story is that of Theseus, I think I said that right, um, who angered the Amazons by abducting and marrying one of their companions, oh, Antiope? Okay. And Antiope, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Okay. I'm just going to go with it. Um, the Amazons didn't like the idea of losing one of their own and attacked Athens in order to rescue her. Theseus and his forces defeated them, but during the battle, Antiope was accidentally killed by Mopadia, um, another Amazon who in turn was killed, <laughs> who in turn was killed by Theseus. There's just murder happening all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, it says an even more famous story is the battle between the Amazons and Hercules, the greatest of all Greek heroes. Um, Eurystheus, oh, the king of Tyrans, asked the hero or asked the hero to bring him the belt of Hi Hippolyte, uh, the Amazon queen. Not an easy task for Hercules. Ares, the god of war himself, had given Hippolyte the belt because she was the best warrior of all the Amazons. Hercules and his fleet reached the land of the Amazons, killed Hippolyte, and took her belt. Yes, the Amazons had lost again, but not before proving their strength and astuteness in a great battle. <clears throat> uh, the Greeks are smart enough to use the mythological stories of the Amazons to their advantage. As well as losing in all of the legendary battles against the Greeks, the warrior woman and their cultural practices embodied the idea of the uncivilized. Uh, the tale could therefore serve the ideological goal of the Greeks and show everyone that they were strong and unbeatable. And so, Greek artists and sculptors uh, started to decorate their buildings with battles of Amazons against Greek-winning warriors. Such wars are called, oh, Amazonomachies. Okay. Um, and there's a great example um, on a frieze of the mausoleum of, oh God, Halicarnassus um, at the British Museum. <laughs> These are hard. Greek names are hard. Yeah, they are. I'm struggling. Um, it says the Greek Amazons are a bit like the Wonder Woman of the past. Um, and while history is often read from a male perspective, most rulers, writers, and artists of the past were males, um, there are some interesting stories about women too. For example, the British Museum's Mausoleum of Halicarnassus uh, commemorates the king and his wife and sister, um, Art Ar Artemisia. I'm going to say that's, yeah, okay. Um, some say that after the death of her husband, she inherited the throne and ruled on her own. Girl power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have, like, all these, like, pictures of sculptures and different stuff um, from, uh, from the Amazons, and I'm trying to figure out if they have the right boob cut off on any of them, because <laughs> now I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, they don't really show boobs in most of them. Hmm. The one, I mean, 
this one sculpture, would you say that that boob is missing? I'm going to say that the right boob might be missing in that one. Yeah. And the left boob is hanging right out there. Because the left boob is definitely there. Because <laughs> it is it not is covered by anything. Out and about. <laughs> it is wandering freely. But yeah, the right boob looks like maybe it's Doesn't just a tiny little ex- nubbin. <laughs> well, and it's covered by, like, cloth. So it's kind of weird that you would, like, leave your left boob out and about <laughs> when it's the only one that exists and not cover that one and then leave the right one free because you would think that if they're that into their bows that the clothing might get in the way on that side too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to definitely say there's no right boob in that picture. I'm going to say there's no right boob. Yeah. Um, this, this is in Capitoline Museums, I think. Says Greek Amazon copy after Phidias's original Capitoline Museums. Huh. But yeah, and I'm trying to look at the other. You can't really see anything, and this one is just a tangle of arms and legs and horse legs and arms and everything. Everybody's in battle with each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like a mess. You can't tell where one person starts and the oh, other one yeah. stops, other yeah. than there's one guy with his junk out. <laughs> Where's the junk? I don't see the junk. Right front and center. Hold on, I need to see this. <laughs> Oh, I do see junk. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah, so that that's a research. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a, you know, a thought that maybe they cut off the right boobs. It is depicted in statues as well. <laughs> they are convinced that they were right boobless. <laughs> yes. Oh god. This sounds awful. Ugh. <laughs> So, what was your Ijidoras... Well, okay, so here's the thing. We have a combined Ijidoras moment for yes, this one. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, do you want Do you want to say it? Or I you think you to- should. Okay. So, me being the genius that I am, I think I kind of instigated this. I don't think it was your fault. I think I we mean, both just kind of forgot what I we mean, were we doing. Bo- yeah, we both kind of forgot. But, so normally, when we're not podcasting together, we have to go through Zoom. And Zoom, at least when we first downloaded it, was like, okay, you can't do more than one recording in a Zoom call, which Zoom very well could have changed, mm-hmm. obviously, because, yeah. you know, it did. But, like, we, so we go through, we do the first half of the episode because we used to only be able to do, you know, the first part. I wonder if we'd be able to do the whole thing now in one go. I wouldn't want to test that. I don't want to lose any information. But like, yeah, so it used to be that um, we could only do like half of the episode and then, oh no, I think it's because of the mp3 file conversions. That's what it was. They were too large. What I remember it being was that it wouldn't... Or a time limit maybe? It like wouldn't record like a second um... A second recording. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't give you, like, it, like, just wouldn't, the file wouldn't even show up for you. That's yeah. what I remember it being. Yeah. Well, in the same call. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't remember why we only did half the call. I think it was because of some conversion something. But at yeah. any rate, the, the reason, we had to do two calls because of, like, the conversion size of everything. And then, um, you know, the whole episode would be too long. So, we... And to do the second call, we had, or to do the second recording, we had to do another call or else it wouldn't let us do it. Yeah. We forgot. <laughs> well, and we just started recording the second part because we 
spent too much time bullshitting in between. In between, yeah. yeah. We, like, talked too long, and yeah. then we just were like, okay, let's go. I know, and then we're like, okay, and then we, like, hit record, go through the whole thing, and then, like, I go to try and convert the, or I don't remember what, how it came up, but. I, it was me, I remembered. I was like, oh, hey, we forgot to do a second call. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went into the, or I went into the files in my computer, and it turns out that it was fine and they had like both of the recordings in like one file rather than like a different file for each recording or whatever mm -hmm. like it normally has but I freaked right out for a while because I was like we're gonna have to do potentially the whole thing over again it was a hard but, one too I can't remember yeah. which episode it was it was episode 10 I think so what was that one about let me look okay. <laughs> let, let me go back in my notes it was here. one that I did not want to redo the Bobby's death Oh, good fucking God. <laughs> That's why we didn't want to redo it. We're like, yeah, no! that, that, cause that was like the hardest one for me yeah. emotionally. Yeah. You know, the one I've been literally dreading since we started doing this. Like, this is going to be the worst. And I was like, am I going to have to do it again? Like, please, no. God. <laughs> and then I, you know, so we went through and like, did the file conversions and everything, and it worked just fine, and everything was there. But it was just kind of like, no! Yeah. We had a big ol' idiot moment. Yeah. <laughs> that could have cost us a lot of time. And oh. Lord knows that we don't use our time very well anyway, so we no, can't afford we that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yesterday, when we were trying to record um, season 12, or season 12, episode 12 of season 7, we got, like, distracted by coconut bras. <laughs> we were doing photo shoots with coconut bras instead of starting the podcast episode like we were supposed to. And we took a long time. We sat down after dinner, which was, like, 7 o'clock, and we're like, we're going to start this episode. And we didn't start the episode until, <laughs> until like, 9. 9, you know, yeah. it was, like, two hours later. And we're just like, okay, now we've Everyone got our stuff together, I guess. who knows us expected this. <laughs> Mostly Travis and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did Travis really think that we wouldn't be able to do it? He's, well, so when I left, I was like, we're going to try and get five episodes done. He's like, yeah, good luck. <laughs> oh. He's like, he's, I'm like, we can do it. He's like, oh, you can do it, but I don't know if you will. <laughs> what does he think we're doing? Bullshitting. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know Travis knew we bullshitted. Oh so yeah. Much. Well, because when you came over last time to do the episodes, we're like, we're gonna get like two or three episodes done, and we only got one done. <laughs> we did two. No, we only got one we done. We did two. No, we didn't. We did one one day and one the next morning. We did. Yeah. For okay. Sure. I was like, I'm pretty sure we only did one. <laughs> But at least, because we were planning, okay, no, we were planning on getting three done, and we were right. going to do two one day, and we had hours, and we only did one. <laughs> and so Travis is pretty much like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's like, you have no faith. And he's like, no, <laughs> I really don't. You know, like, Could you do it if you set your mind to it? Possibly. But also, now yeah. we're going to have to post a picture of us in those coconut bras. <laughs> okay, we have shirts on under them. We do. It's not just coconut bras and, you know, going willy-nilly out there. Because they're a dollar store. They cannot be trusted. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah. I, yeah. Mm -mm. That was, 
we can't get anything done quickly. We just can't. <laughs> I think we're doing okay today. I think we're doing okay today, too. I mean, we started, well, <laughs> we tried, we went to go and start this episode. Well, then we had to keep pooping. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much caffeine in our systems. <laughs> so we tried to start the episode at, what would you say, like... Ten? Ten, yeah. It's one o'clock. <laughs> oh, no. This episode is probably going to be about an hour and a half long. Okay. So. We got to get we gotta get one more episode done before Eric starts working. Yes, we do. By four, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening to us and our shenanigans. <laughs> you can email us at itisanaspitspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your Idgit and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.